Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, I'm talking with a woman who discovered the benefits of CBD for her dog and decided to start a company to make CBD products easier for pet parents to find, understand, and buy. We'll talk about how to get started with a new business and the advice that helped her shape the way that she sets goals. Of course, we'll also cover common myths and misconceptions about hemp-based CBD. If you've always been curious, then you'll love this episode. Before we dive in, make sure to capture a screenshot or take a selfie while you're listening to this episode, possibly while you're walking your dog, and share it on social media. Tag me at tmystic so I can see where you love to listen and also share it with my audience. Erin Mastopietro is the founder of Dope Dog, an innovative pet company whose mission is to share the benefits of cannabis with the dog world. As a Los Angeles native, Erin has spent most of her life between Los Angeles, Berkeley, and San Francisco. Her favorite food is cheese, like many dogs that I know, (laughs) and her drink of choice is red wine, hands down. Erin lives in West Hollywood with her boyfriend and co-founder and their two lovable pit bulls. Hey, Erin. Hi, Tori. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to hear about your company, Dope Dog, and learn more about what you do. Tell everyone what Dope Dog is. What do you sell? Sure. So Dope Dog is kind of a CBD, a collection of CBD products for dogs. And so a little over a year ago, my co-founder and boyfriend and I discovered we were like using CBD and we were just like, wow, this this substance is amazing. And we see so many benefits, but it wasn't so accessible for pets at least. So we're like, what can we do to bring this to life? What can we do to make this more approachable for pet parents like us so we can feel safe using it on our dogs and get our questions answered? So we did a ton of research and we started Dope Dog and we carry a line of treats as well as oils and everything's designed for dogs and every product contains CBD. So yeah. That's awesome. Been pretty awesome. I would think that like going from CBD products for people and then trying to figure out how to give it to your dog, like probably one of the biggest concerns for people would be dosage. Yeah, we, we do get a lot of questions on dosage. One of the other things too is taste. So if it tastes funky, the dogs won't like it. So yeah, taste is a big one. And then doses obviously is different for humans and pets, but it's all by weight. So once you like explain it and, and, you know, read the directions and whatnot, it's pretty straightforward. But yeah, I think that would be probably our top question we get from customers. Like I have a dog that's eight pounds, like how many drops do I give them? So we really work closely with all of our with all of our customers on that. Oh, that's very cool. So, so on your packaging and everything, I would imagine the weights are kind of more geared towards dog weights, obviously, which are going to be different than people weights. Yeah. We go by every 10 pounds, but again, there's those like teeny tiny dogs that are under 10. So it's kind of, well, the cool thing about CBD is that you can't really overdose to be honest, you know? So it's kind of like, you know, start safe, start with like the recommended dose, but you can scale up from there. And it really depends on every single dog. 
you know, whether the dog's taking it for pain or anxiety, or maybe they're just taking it for like preventative wellness. Maybe they're just taking it for inflammation. So it depends on the need, you know, those dogs that are in a lot of pain or maybe dogs that suffer from epilepsy are taking a high dose specifically for a reason. Mm -hmm. And then other dogs, like my, my two dogs, they just get a treat every day just because. You know, they, you know, they don't have too many, you know, issues. So it definitely depends on the scenario. When I first started learning about CBD for dogs, it was probably last year. And a lot of it was geared towards dogs who have anxiety. And I always thought that this was a product category that wasn't for me because my dog does not have any anxiety. I've, well, now I have two labs (laughs) and (laughs) labs are just about as chill as you can get most of the time. And so I always kind of just wrote off this whole category of products. And then I found out that there are all of these like long-term preventative benefits like inflammation and just like general wellness. So tell us like a little bit about that. Like what are, what are the different usages that someone could use cannabis for? Sure. So like you mentioned, the top issue that we get, you know, our customers use it for is anxiety, separation anxiety when, you know, maybe you leave your dog at home and they're a little bit nervous. That's number one. But like you said, the benefits are pretty endless. Inflammation is a big one. So under that umbrella is arthritis. So any dog suffering with joint pain, it's really, really good for that. That's kind of why we discovered it. Our dog James had two ACL surgeries. So in his recovery, he was on a lot of meds for his back knees for like pain and just that joint issue. So that's kind of when we started giving it to him and we, it allowed us to wean off the pain meds. So arthritis is a big one. Also um, epilepsy. So that one's really interesting because in the human world, they've done quite a bit of testing on CBD used specifically for epilepsy, even in children. And so it really excites me that they're making progress on the proof of this, you know, plant derived medicine as an alternative and a solution for these, you know, these parents that have kids that suffer from epilepsy, same with dogs. So that gives me hope too, for, you know, the legalization and the more like, you know, the, the education even just to be spread around hemp CBD and yeah. Right. And what it can do for, for epilepsy. So that's a big one. Yeah. And then just general wellness. I mean, it's kind of just chills you out. Like it's just, yeah, people, I mean, I live in LA and people add it to their smoothies, like at the local store. I mean, it's just like kind of everywhere right now. So yeah, maybe it's more readily available where you are than in some other parts of the country. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've tested out some CBD products and I did put it in my smoothie. In addition to like giving some to Lucy and, and I think like, it's hard to tell sometimes like if your dog is benefiting from it, if they don't have an issue necessarily, or if like with Labrador, like my old dog who passed away a couple years ago, she had really bad joint problems later on in life. And like, now that all this stuff is more available, I'm like, I wonder what that would have done for her back then. And so I'm really eager to use it with my dogs now as sort of like a preventative thing so that they don't have bad arthritis later, but that's like, you know, the pipes underneath. (laughs) It's like hard to tell. It is. It's it's making a difference. It's a mild medication too. So it's not like you're going to, you know, all tomorrow they're like running free. Although I have heard some crazy, amazing success stories. So yeah, no, I, I it depends how, 
ish, like, you know, how much issue they have. Yeah, no, definitely. I've heard amazing stories. I've heard since I adopted my new dog, Bert, who has epilepsy, I've been on all these message boards about CBD for dogs with epilepsy and people have, I'm sure there's, I'm sure the, the norm is like a more subtle <laughs> resolve, yeah. but you do hear stories from people who are like, my dog was having a seizure and I dropped CBD oil on his tongue and it stopped the seizure immediately. Well, and yeah, that's amazing. The- yeah, I think the most immediate um, result is for epilepsy. Like mm-hmm. that does happen over, like in, in instant, you know. <laughs> Whereas joint pain, it's like more of a slow burn. But it's so crazy. It's yeah, great. it's awesome for that. Yeah. So I know just because I I'm just like a, a very like backseat casual fan of this of this product. I'm not an expert like you are, but even when I just am talking to other dog owners at the dog park, there's a lot of like myths and misconceptions that come up. And I'm always trying to tell people about all the great things about cannabis for dogs. So what's, what are some of like the big myths that you are always combating with people? Yeah, that's a great question. You'll, it's so surprising the questions we get. We do a lot of events, so we really are out there with the public. So yeah, so probably the biggest conception or comment that we'll get is like, oh, cannabis for dogs, you know, is my pet going to get high? What are, what's going on with that? which is, you know, totally valid. CBD is is a cannabinoid and it, it, it does derive from the cannabis plant. However, it's not THC. So it, not to be confused with that compound called THC, which is, which is known for its psychoactivity. So CBD is a different compound and it, it does not contain any psychoactivity. But because it is derived from the same plant, you're going to get a lot of the similar benefits that you would from cannabis with high THC rates. So it's kind of cool. People need to, you know, like, you know, do a little bit of research. It is very confusing, to be honest, because it's like, you know, it gets kind of clumped into one category. Right. So this is a a really dumb question. (laughs) But so if it has THC, is it then considered marijuana? And if it doesn't, it's cannabis? So cannabis is the overarching and then there's hemp and there's marijuana. Okay. So marijuana is the classic high so it has high contents of thc but it will have some cbd with it and there's something known as the entourage effect and it it works very well together and that's great for humans especially humans suffering pain or humans that want to use it recreationally so that's the marijuana branch of the Mm -hmm. cannabis flower the other branch is hemp and so hemp is is been grown industrially for you know hundreds thousands years whatever used to make you know all kinds of things so yeah you you make cloth out of it everything yeah Mm -hmm. So if you drive CBD from the hemp flower, it's going to be super, super high in CBD content and there'll maybe be trace amounts of THC. So what we use is 99% CBD. So you're getting all the benefits from the compound CBD and no uh, psychoactivity, excuse me. Okay. Thanks for explaining that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's different strains in between, but as far as, you know, for pet purposes, you know, we just obviously keep it strictly CBD. So yeah, totally confusing, but they both do drive from the cannabis plant. It's kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there is so much for you to know scientifically to get started in this. How did you get started in this business? How did you decide to start this? Well, so, I mean, I've always had an inkling like to start my own business. And it was really when we discovered my boyfriend and I were in Colorado and it, it was legalized and we were loaded, we were out there shopping for CBD and we we're shopping for marijuana. And we're not like, you know, all, we're not like a huge cannabis users normally, but we did find CBD super beneficial for us, um, started using it and then we're applying it to James. We dropped human CBD oil on his treats and we're like, dang, this stuff is great. And we felt a little 
we just felt uncomfortable shopping for it in Denver because we were, we were so unknown. So we're like, let's make this easy. You know, let's share this with pet parents like us that want to just go to their local pet boutique and pick up something great with CBD in it. So that's kind of how it all it all started. Right. So you don't have to feel like shady. Like we have to go to a dispensary <laughs> with like the dark windows. Yeah. Like we were like, this is not, yeah, it's not easy to get it. So. So what were some of the steps that you had to go through to start? dope dog. I mean, did you have to get like FDA approvals or how did you, how did you like a lot of like learn as you go? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we incorporated, you know, got our LLC and whatnot, but we didn't have to work with the FDA. Actually, we just had to follow regulations for pet products. Okay. So, you know, having the right nutrition label, listing the products Mm -hmm. on there. And it's really about who can sell it. So it's like in, in certain states where it's legal, it's totally fine to just label it and it's CBD and it's fine. We did run into some issues online because selling over the internet, it's a little bit different when you get into that like regulated substance category. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that will change soon with like legalization of hemp. Because I, like I said, the research on um, CBD for seizures, I think it's really pushing in the right direction. But again, you never know. So And it takes a long time uh, sometimes for that kind of stuff to happen. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So farm bill and all that good stuff. But it's really just about getting it into the retailers that, you know, they're allowed to to sell it and, you know, see the benefit. And then some people are kind of, you know, taking a pause and they're not going to introduce it just yet. So. So how do you find the retailers that carry your product? Do you go to trade shows or do you just kind of call them up? How do you go yeah, about that? A little bit of both. We, there are like some really cool industry trade shows on the West Coast and the East Coast. So we did both of those last year and we met so many people. Um, it's definitely exciting and growing category. The so the category. trade shows, were they pet or were they CBD yeah. trade shows? Oh, good question. Yeah. So there's they are both. But we did the pet ones because, oh, again, cool. we wanted to, you know, establish... CBD in the pet friendly world. We didn't want to just add a pet line to a cannabis, you know, company. A lot of people right. do that. So it, it was pet first always for us. So we did the Super Zoo trade show, which is in Las Vegas. And that was just great. I mean, to be around every, the pet industry is huge. It's really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Super Zoo looks amazing and overwhelming and all oh, the things. <laughs> yes. I mean, even as like a blogger, we met really cool bloggers that came by the booth there and it's a great time. So if you ever have a chance to go to Super Zoo in any field, really, I mean, there's so many, you know, overlapping fields that yeah. we saw there. So, um, yeah, a lot of trade shows and reaching out to our local stores. Some of our very first stores are in our neighborhood. We're in Los Angeles. It's it's such a great feeling to be able to, like, visit your store and see the product on the shelves, know your store owners and work closely with them because you really get the best feedback that way. Yeah. I think it would be really exciting to go into a store and see your stuff on the shelves for like the yeah. first time. Yeah, it was kind of a trip. So ha- do you have experience working in like packaged goods industry before or would oh, you have to gosh. learn all of this? Oh, yeah. So, yes, uh, my background is in sales and management. I've okay. been in retail for over 10 years, which makes me sound really old. But I started when I was very, very young. When like you were 16. 12. Yeah. yeah totally 12. <laughs> I, you know, I've. I'm familiar with retail and wholesale and business, like just, you know, a little micro business, you know, I've worked just for some larger companies too, but no, I do not have experience in packaged goods. So this was a lot of learning on the fly and reaching out and networking and asking questions. My co-founder does not have a background in packaged goods either. He is a photographer and really into like media and film. So we both brought our strengths from our past lives that actually did help Yeah, you know, starting an online business and 
you know, you need all those things. So they definitely serve a purpose. But as far as like producing a product from start to finish and getting it on the shelves and following the regulations and getting yeah. the labels and the UPCs and all that, it was, you learn every day. I mean, so no, it, and it's possible to, to do it as you're, you know, do it the first time and do it right. So that's so amazing. Yeah. It's really cool that you guys started this from scratch. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So what, um, have you received any really good business advice from anyone along this journey that helped you get to where you are? Yeah. So I try to, as a first time business owner, I try to do a lot of research and meet as many mentors as I can read a lot of books and whatnot. So I'm always taking in this in all this advice and all this info. The greatest advice I've gotten though is one size doesn't fit all. So you want to apply everyone's advice or this is how I did it to, to you what, and where you're at, but you might be at a different stage in your business than the advice. So it's, it's great to get advice and hear stories, but I, I would advise the, the advice I got was really helpful for me to say, okay, what can I take from this that will apply to me now, but it might not be like exactly what I need to do. Right. So kind of just knowing you and your business and taking everything with a grain of salt. That's really interesting. And that also makes me think that like not everyone has the same goals. So someone might give you business advice and their goal is to, you know, be a billionaire and whatever. Well, I mean, sure, we all want to make money, but maybe that's just not what your goal is. You know, you might have have different objectives. And so the advice might be different. Yeah, totally. That's exactly right. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. So you were just mentioning that you read a lot of business books to help you get started and and get inspired about what to do in your business. I love reading business books too. What are some of your favorites? Sure. Yeah. So I've been trying to take in as much information as I can uh, via business books. And my, my favorite book that I read recently is called Why Making Money is Killing Your Business. So it's a catch. It's an interesting title. And I picked it up and I was like, I need to know why, like, why wouldn't I want to make money from my business? Talk about like clickbait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's by Chuck Blakeman and he goes into his theories and you know what that all means. But what I really took out of it was some of his like applicable skills that really helped me stay on track every day, every week with my business. So it's more like a hands-on book. I really, really loved it. And I mean, I guess I could tell you a little bit his. Yeah. Tell me like, tell me what other things are. Yeah. So it's like, it's not obviously you do want to make money. And so his whole thing is you need to think of your high level strategies for what's going to push you this year to, to make your money, but don't get caught up in the day, the tyranny of the urgent, he called it. So every day you wake up, you get you those emails in your inbox and you can easily go down the rabbit hole of replying and taking care of all those little things that we need to take care of as a business owner. But he, he was really adamant on staying focused and prioritizing your larger goals. So instead of just trying to make that quick sale and reply to that one little, you know, thing and just figure it out there, stay high level, stay focused. And that tyranny of the urgent will find its way into your day. You'll get that done, but really to stay focused at your, at your high level objectives and I love drive that. you forward. Yeah. It's yeah. been awesome. That reminds me too. Like I'm always talking with some other like business groups that I'm in about 
like shiny object syndrome, <laughs> like yeah. going after all the little shiny objects that happens to me all the time, especially if I go on Pinterest, I'm like, Oh, I think I'm going to learn how to do hand lettering today. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, don't really need to spend my time doing that right this second. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's so much stuff that can come up and it's like, how do you know what to say yes to? How do you know what to, you know, stay focused on? But yeah, just kind of, do you yeah. have like, just to put it out there into the universe, do you have like a huge goal in mind for dope dog? Uh, yes, we do. Well, I, I'm kind of a stickler by the books. Um, my boyfriend always is like, you really take it to heart, all this information in the book. But, um, one of the, one of the exercises was create like a business maturity date it was called. And so I have a trip to Italy hypothetically planned in 2020. And that at that moment, my goal is that I can be able to take a trip to Italy. Hopefully Michael can come too. And that the <laughs> business dope dog will happily smoothly run itself. Orders will be fulfilled. Customers will be taken care of. So that's a big, big ask, you know, for me to be able to check out for a couple of weeks and go on a vacation. So that's a, and in order to get to that point, we'll have to put all these things in place, you know? So that's kind of my big, that's an awesome right goal. I love that. And you can like really see how, how you could like work backwards from there and like what you need to get set up in order to get to that. That's such a good goal. Exactly. Exactly. It's so, it was such a cool book. Yeah. And I took it right from there. So <laughs> I love that. So yeah. I'm going to have to look up that. I'm going to add that to my reading list. Yay. <laughs> so, so like now that you have you know, put a lot of work into growing your business. Do you have any advice that you would give little baby Erin when yeah. she was like first getting into this? <laughs> well, I still in a way feel like baby Erin, but I definitely have grown a lot this year and learned a lot. So yes, my advice would be just go and just do it. And I, I think I'm a little bit risk adverse and my partner has helped me, you know, battle that a little bit, but to all those business owners out there questioning themselves and decide and kind of weighing options and deciding, well, I could do it this way or that way. Just do, you know, and you're going to make mistakes either way, but you're not going to move forward if you don't start working. And it, that's how you learn. So I guess I would just tell myself, start now, start yesterday. Yeah. And just go and don't like beat yourself up if you like make a wrong turn or whatnot along the way. I love that. That's very inspiring. Yeah. So we heard your um, little fur babies barking a little bit. I know. Yeah. That's Zoe and James over there. <laughs> so tell us about Zoe and James. Tell us all about them. Oh, okay. Well, James is my boyfriend's dog and he's had him for eight years. He's a lover. And so James was my first fur baby, but Zoe was my official fur baby who I adopted about a year ago. Ugh, she... She's something else. She's a year and a half right now. They're both pit bulls, by the way. Mm -hmm. James is like a normal size, large pit bull. And Zoe is just like a little runt. She is teeny. She never grew up. She's like literally puppy <laughs> size forever. So I feel like I lucked out. Yeah. She's a little wobbly. Her nickname is Wiggles. She's like just a ball of love. She's the cutest thing ever. I literally can't talk about her without showing pictures to everybody. <laughs> She's the best cuddler. And she's super high energy too. So she's like either at a hundred percent, like crazy, or she's sleeping and cuddling on you. So kind Aww. of the best of both worlds. So yeah, we rescued her and we actually know one of her siblings and we just had a play date with her sister. So oh, that's awesome. they're like little identical twins. It's so cute. That's so um, fun. So Do yeah. you have um, any secrets to having two dogs since I recently became a two dog oh. household? Yeah. Well, I think it's like, it might as well have two. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to have a dog, if you have a dog, like just get another one because a, well, you might run out of room in the bed. So get a king <laughs> bed, get a king bed for sure. Have room for the dogs there. And then 
they're going to play with each other. So it's like they're both happier. So the t- I guess the struggle, the most struggle for me is um, walking them both. Yeah. But you've got labs, so they're well behaved. I've got some strong some strong pit bulls. So oh, I yeah. always take a friend with me to walk, take, you know, Michael with me to walk them or whatnot or walk them separately. So that, that's the hardest thing. Well, they sound so awesome. I always like to ask people if they have any characteristic personality traits kind of in common with their pups. And it sounds like, it sounds like <laughs> your two are just like so sweet and you're really, you've been wonderful to talk to. So I'm sure you guys have a lot in common, but does anything come to mind? Oh my gosh. I love that question. And no one's asked me that before so I haven't thought about it but I'm gonna think of what why I'm the same with Zoe because she's my baby (laughs) I mean sometimes people say I'm a little like aloof sometimes like kind of just like going with the flow but just like you know what's going on and Zoe is definitely like a little got a screw loose or something (laughs) she really does every time she shakes off she falls down so like <laughs> there might be bigger issues there That's so I adorable, just feel like her though. lovable like go with the flow nature I think kind of reminds me of myself in the best way possible oh I love that I yeah. and I, I love asking everyone this question because I don't think most people do get asked this question but yeah. like my goal in life is just like be more like my dogs because they're just so pure and wonderful and happy and joyful oh, all the yeah. time so all the time. I think it's, it's a good best. thing to keep in mind so yeah. tell everyone where they can find Dope Dog and, and how they can kind of get in on this cannabis movement, if you will. Uh, amazing. Yeah. So our website's do- uh, dope.dog. So one went with okay. dot .dog, not dot .com. Ooh, but I didn't even know that was them, an option. I know. Dope.dog. It was, yeah, it's a good one. But to keep up to date with everything we're doing, we are active on Instagram and it's Dope Dog Treats is our handle. We're sold at quite a few stores. So follow along at Insta and we're always posting about our new products and what uh, what stores you can get us at. But definitely online available for sale at dope.dog. Awesome. I can't wait to check it out. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Thank you so much, Tori, for having me. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.